Zavaka. Uh, again? Sir. I told you once. I've told you a thousand times. This is a Wendy's. Put that away. Ugh. I gotta get a mop. This is the I Refuse Podcast After Dark. Welcome back to the I Refuse Podcast After Dark. It is I, Mr. Fox. Glad that you could join us today. I wanted to kick off the season, the new season, season two of the I Refuse Podcast After Dark with a little bit of story time and including that story time with a moral. If you ever find yourself in an online, non-physical situation with someone for an extended amount of time, longer than two years at this point, you find yourself as the only one making the effort to materialize with action. It's met with some very intense pushback. And the best experience is time to talk about dreams of this happening or that happening. So many pipe dreams, so many different fantasies and ideas of where to play, how to play, how exciting it'll be how great it would feel, how intense it would be. There are no results. There's no movement. Just a cycle of frustration and skepticism. It may be time to protect your peace, and here's how you do it. You've come to a point of accepting that this thing is totally unserious. And you realize that the moment you turn the phone over or the computer off, that it's of no concern. No concern what is said because it won't lead to reality. The next time this person hits you up in their usual way, just play it cool. Play it like a routine. After all, this one moment is no different than the previous moments the last two or so years, right? Right. At this point, you've realized also that the script has never varied. This person wants to get something going that turns them on while also reiterating here and there that there is always something on their end that is preventing them from accomplishing any of this into a reality none of which has anything at all to do with you. Any mention of alternatives and what's possible is met with some sort of why it can't be. But just know, here and there, that they are trying. Nothing specifically, but just take their word for it. They are trying. But how would you know? At some point you realize that perhaps this person is using these moments of verbal just to get hot and bothered so he can go fuck his wife. The rest of the script remains constant. Hit you up randomly, not much on pleasantries, not long on formalities, or getting to know you as a person. Wants to get down to these fantasies of his. 
and how hot they would be. Fantasies that never become a reality, especially since the ankle monitor came off. You'd think it would be easier two years after that, right? It's always something. But hey, at least there's the talk. If it's no mention of maybe next week or she should be out of the house soon, just know there's always space for this fantasy talk. You realize at some point that this is the core, the center, the magnifying piece that just brings it all together. You get a little worked up, he gets you going for about 30 minutes or so, then hear nothing back for months. Then he just randomly pops up to repeat. Hey, what you posted was funny. Or, he starts a new conversation like the previous one didn't exist. But don't mention the past though. That'll upset him. Don't have active voice in the conversation. That might send him over the cliff. So at this point, you're keeping it cool. You realize that every attempt he makes, mentioning of a fantasy and keeping the hot talk active, we've been here before. We know the game. He throws in yet again one of his small curveballs, mentions that he's thinking of making a local visit. We've been here before. This is very familiar territory. Very, 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 very familiar. Oh, you say. Yeah, thinking we have lunch or something. Ah, I see. But I'm sure it won't just be lunch. It may lead to the truck. Mm, maybe. They realize you didn't bite. Like you have before. They attempt again with the previous fantasy that gets them hot. Mm, perhaps. You said, ah, uh, oh, perhaps, possibly, mm, maybe. You're just curious as to what they're up to at the current moment and that you'd like to see them. You turn or attempt to turn the focus of the conversation to the lunch date. You know, that thing where you sit across from each other at the same table. Neither of you are on your phones. He's not on his phone. You're not on your phone. It's not a you're sitting at the table by yourself looking at him on a Zoom call. You're physically together in the same place at the same table having lunch. At this point, you start thinking back to previous times you've talked about just having a public meal together. And you found yourself suggesting alternatives as to how this lunch could go. 
where you could sit if he's so concerned about being seen with another guy. Oh, we can just sit in the corner away from the windows. We don't have to be parked out near the road. If we want to get hot and heavy, we can be away from the highway. And God dang, you coming down here, there's a great chance that nobody you know would see you. Because who comes to Frederick that you know? Or knows that you come to Frederick besides me? Right? They wind up frustrated that it's off topic and have to share that they tried. You flip the phone over and go on about your day. As you've always done the past two to three years. If you ever find yourself on a journey from excitement and lust and transparency, at least on, from your end, starting to change and dwindle to indifference and one-word one answers, paying more attention to other things in the conversation, like having lunch and seeing each other. You know, things you're led to believe would be the result. You're not going crazy. You may realize that in this storm of redundancy, other habits from the other person. Other habits such as how the conversation starts and what it is centered around. Also how the same thing set them off. You also realize that their frustration and anger is from a place of control that as long as they have you on the hook for what they want, they'll keep up the mind games. Think about it. They don't pop up for any other reason, and most of the experience consists of them getting what they want and teasing, leading you on here and there. Once they realize that you're that you okay and mm-hmm them to a particular point, they can't handle it. They either blow up and or disappear again. This isn't your first rodeo. There's nothing special about this whole thing. Nobody is too busy. And always remember that a man that's full of excuses is nothing but trouble. We're too old. We're too old. It doesn't matter how big the dick is, how nice it is, and how much this person is your type. Like, how many times is he going to keep telling you that he's afraid? How many times is he going to give this presentation like he can't go anywhere? How many times is he going to feed you this fantasy 
of fucking him in the gym shower. But he just so remembered later on in the conversation that he also goes to that same gym with his wife. So you know shit ain't going to go down. You know that at our big age, that it doesn't take six months, a year, two years to get from point A to point B. At some point, you have to realize that you have to reward inconsistency with unavailability. You haven't seen this person physically in almost four years. And you know you see the mailman more than that. If you've been listening to the podcast since day one, I've laid down the timeline of my experience with this particular person across a few episodes by now. Let's just say this episode is a continuation. And it's not so much he is the focus. Because this situation is not that much more special than... A situation that somebody else is going through or you yourself is experiencing with any kind of relationship or situationship, as the kids say, where you're like, you feel like you're giving so much of energy into something that is ultimately like an abyss. Like you're just, you're making time, you're making effort. And this isn't something you asked for. And you start to think, because you're human, is it me? Is it something that, some kind of energy that I'm putting into the universe that is not favorable? Maybe it's just me, me personally being a nurturer and a giver and a person that cares about the human condition and wellness of other folks, sometimes at the expense of myself, maybe that's it. This whole thing started by happenstance, right? I go to a cookout slash birthday party with other adults. I catch up with a couple of familiar faces some I haven't seen in years. You know, it's, these are people that you met at a one of several jobs you've had in your past. And you just happen to start hanging out with some folks from this job, doing stuff outside of work, Spending, you know, time with their family, so on and so forth. But, you know, you move on in life. You finally get into a position in life where you can say, damn, I finally have a career. 
And because you still like these people, <laughs> because you still like these people and they give great, you know, events and stuff, you decide to go. You're having some good cookout food. You're hanging out with rednecks that aren't assholes. Some are a little homophobic. No big deal. You ain't tripping. You're probably the only minority there in an area where there aren't a lot of minorities. They possibly still believe out here that we're at war over race. You know, we have, you know, still in the 1700s, still stuck there. But anyway, you go, you're making a plate of cookout food, you're having a good time, you're watching people play stupid little games, not thinking anything of it. Everybody else there, straight, okay. Cracking jokes, having laughs, not thinking anything of it. You going about your life. This person comes to you. On your time. Okay. The flirting continues. And this is where you are. Didn't ask for it. Didn't wish upon a star. Didn't kneel down at one side of your bed. Put your hands together on top of your mattress. Look up at the moon and pray for this. But you entertain it. You, you've got you've got some time in your career in your life. You got a little bit of space. To, to entertain this. As time goes on, you realize this is starting to turn into a comedy. At some point after that, there's some drama mixed in with the comedy. This is officially a dramedy. Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow, Martin Scorsese couldn't have written, directed, or produced a better dramedy. Now, as you listen to my podcast, the I Refuse podcast, the I Refuse podcast after dark, which is this, and the usual suspects, no one understand that this is me speaking from my experience and me opining from my perspective, right? When I tell you, like I said earlier, this particular situation is not special from others. I say that this is not my first experience with a DL person or a curious straight guy 
this is not my first experience with a guy that rattles down a list of things that he wants to do or be. Which results in nothing. It ultimately results in nothing. This person's just high off of the adrenaline and the thrill. And once that adrenaline passes, or that dopamine passes, they move on. You know, there are other things out here besides food and crack that people get addicted to. They, they get addicted to the energy of another person. You think, oh, okay, this, this is something cool. This is something nice. Meanwhile, this person instantly turns into thumper, just can't sit still, can't shut up, just is just wide-eyed and bushy-tailed because this person is new. This person is green to this experience. Whether it's a person that hasn't been out that long or it's a person that is actively and happily married. But you've managed to somehow scratch an itch that they didn't know that they had. Either way, the variance from person to person is how they process what is happening. Some people are better at it, others not so much. This particular person constantly throws himself out the window. Can't, for whatever reason, process maturely how to handle this kind of situation. As somebody that's been in the military before, I just know this this experience. I've experienced it myself. At one time, being on the down low, because you had to be, at that time. And with that, so did other people. And you would think, being down low in the military, that people were a little bit more passive. People were actually a little bit bold in public. To the point that they would just pop up where you are, whether it was the gym, or it was in your door at your dorm room, just pop up and and unannounced. And I'm like, dude, you have a whole girlfriend, live-in girlfriend, off base. That more than likely is also in the same service and stationed at the same base. You gotta, you gotta chill out. 
and that's not a reflection of everybody because you know like i said some people handle and carry themselves differently they just happen to have a wife or a girlfriend and kids and that's the that's for appearance clearly right so when i've talked about dl daddy that's a key term you want to remember when you go through episodes of the average Fuse podcast after dark when i talk about dl daddy or or i've talked about him this is the person that i'm referring to and I myself, Mr. Fox, what I love about podcasting, what I love about myself is that I can use this platform as a means to take you on a journey, educate and inform, and give you a real experience, a real emotional experience in real time. I am in my 40s. This man is, if he's not near my age, he's give or take five or ten years younger than I am. Maybe. And this is, really the only thing that's special about this is that even if the person is your type and... That's ultimately the only thing that keeps you hanging on. Keeps you entertaining this this madness, this nonsense, beyond even limits you had or boundaries you had in your 20s. Because you're aware of the karma that comes with it. That this person is your type. This doesn't, this type does not come your way or come crossing your paths or even pays attention to you on a regular basis. Yes, there is still under all these layers of confidence and all these layers of expression that I have and feeling, there is still a corner of insecurity and some self-esteem issues. Not as much Because you just come to accept in life that people are just going to keep doing the lame shit that they do. And none of the choices that they make or the decisions that they make is about me. Even with that, you have this person that just does it for you. And you've expressed it. And you follow through with what you've discussed about when, what time you'll be there. Same routine as always. And it's at a point right now where you're just like, whether you do or you don't, whether you say something or you don't, Whether you try to have 
a substantial conversation about something outside of sex, outside of the idea of sex, outside of particulars of sex, that you both know it's not going to happen. That it's just not going to go anywhere. It's not going to lead to anything. He is not serious. And you have crossed the threshold into cynicism. Which I'm sure a lot of you can relate is a defense mechanism. Like, it's it's funny. <laughs> like, you could actually laugh. You're laughing, giggling, while you're holding your phone, reading the messages as he's sending them to you. You're like, bro, you can't be this serious. Like, there are men walking and talking and driving and chewing gum and going to work like this. Welcome back to the I Refuse podcast after dark. A new season, a new look, a new approach, a new direction. Don't forget that the I Refuse podcast after dark is a spinoff of the I Refuse podcast. A podcast has been around since February of 2020. Currently on its uh, fifth season over there. The I Refuse podcast after dark is a spinoff of the I Refuse podcast where we discuss and open up more into the explicit, not safe for work, still non-politically correct, story times, narratives, real life experiences of Mr. Fox. From his past to his current. The Irish Podcast After Dark will be the main cast of Mr. Fox. Sometimes with guests to discuss some of the uh, taboo topics. Such as Dan Low Men, The Art of Cruising the hookup culture, the chat culture, you know, chatterbait and all that stuff is happening right now, what it means to have an OnlyFans, what it means, what does it look like to be a content creator in an era where everybody's doing it. The pitfalls, the, the exciting aspects of the other side of life that often is not discussed. We here at the I Refuse Podcast, LLC, I Refuse Podcast After Dark. That's why we're here. And we're so glad that you can join us. So this is Mr. Fox of the I Refuse Podcast, the I Refuse Podcast After Dark, and the usual suspects. 
a podcast I have with one of my best girlfriends, The Abstract Sagittarius. Be sure to check out, follow, and subscribe to the I Refuse podcast wherever you get your music, your podcasts, your videos. Yes, we're on YouTube. And on, we're on Twitter at I Refuse Podcast, all one word. Link is in the profile. Link is in some of the episodes. Be sure to continue to show us love, follow, and subscribe. Because we love what we do. We will catch you guys next time.